What it do, baby? What it do, what it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are here for the first ever recap of the Clippers season. Today, we have, of course, the Clippers winning against the San Antonio Spurs, 134-101. to Really nice game for the Clippers. But before we get into the recap, I want to tell you guys that no matter what happens tomorrow, just know that you guys can trust this front office and that they're going to do everything in their power to get us closer and closer to that first ever championship. Now, you may not agree with what they do all the time. I certainly know I haven't agreed with what they've done every single time. But they're doing everything in their power to get us closer and closer to that first ever championship. Just want to leave you guys with that message um, ahead of tomorrow. Of course, it's the trade deadline. Um, I'm obviously very nervous. A Woj bomb could be happening at any point in time now. Um, I'm actually kind of looking over on my phone every second to kind of see if there's any Twitter notifications because that'd be really, really cool if I got a live reaction on the pod <laughs> of something happening. But uh, whether anything happens or doesn't happen, um, there's still going to be a pod out on the 25th after the trade deadline just kind of talking about what the Clippers do or don't do. Um, I'm sure they're going to make some sort of move, whether it's... Well, they have more time to do stuff in the buyout, um, but... I do think there's going to be a trade tomorrow. We'll just see what happens. Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of see what happens uh, tomorrow. There will be another podcast out tomorrow, the second part of the NBA trade deadline, uh, more so the Clippers trade deadline, what they do. So, without further ado, let's get right into this recap. Obviously, I'm really, really happy tonight. The Clippers took care of business, as they should have, with a very, very shorthanded San Antonio Spurs team, who is without Marcus Aldridge, of course, and a ton of other key guys. Uh, not in the rotation, Rudy Gay, all those types of guys. Um, and the Clippers came out firing. They came out with that energy as if the Hawks game energy carried over. It definitely looked like that. I really do think that's going to be a turning point in the season for this team. This team looked way different than how they've usually looked to start the games. Uh, really, really good start for the Clippers tonight. They ended up starting out 11-2 to in the first few minutes of the game. Marcus Morris for the second game in a row. I can't say enough about Twin. He's been crazy good this season. The $60 million contract, everyone was harping on him about it. Like, what the hell are the Clippers doing? Why are they giving him this much money? Well, he's he's been everything the Clippers wanted him to be, and then some. He's been crazy good um, hitting his threes, making shots in the mid-range, creating his own shot, uh, making the smart decision, making the, smart, the, making the right pass. He's done everything that he's needed to do. Ever since he started, he's been crazy I keep saying crazy good. Ever since he started, he's been ramping up his game. His scoring has been gone up uh, drastically, and he's been having really, really good games as of recent. But the whole Marcus Morris was overpaid thing, I think, is put to rest now, in my opinion. This, the guys with his skill set aren't cheap. Shot, big shot creators that can consistently create a shot in the mid range, whatever he wants. They're, those guys aren't easy. And on top of that, with him being an elite three point shooter, he's one of the best three point shooters in the league this season. It's just that simple. But. Uh, he was a big contributor to the Clippers starting 5-5 five of five from deep early. Marcus Morris having three of those threes, including that big four-point play. Unfortunately, he missed the free throw, but, you know, it happens. It's all good. Um, but another player that was really, really good tonight was Reggie Jackson, in my opinion. Um, he didn't score a lot, but he you're not, you don't really ask him to score a lot, in my opinion. Just let... To bring out the ball, whatever needed, uh, make the right pass, make the right decision, get downhill. He's a really shifty guard. He's really, really bouncy. He's having a really bouncy season. He's dunking all over the place. But Reggie, really, really good pace uh, to start the game. Uh, wasn't doing anything stupid. You know, on Twitter, you, you see 
Reggie has a lot of those. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good job, Reggie. He has a ton of those moments where he's like, you're like, what the hell is he doing? And then he'll like make a crazy ass layup or something or make a really weird play. Uh, he has a lot of those moments, but none of those tonight. He was really, really good tonight. He wasn't forcing anything and the game was coming to him. He was taking everything that was coming at him. The defense was giving him. Uh, he was really, really good tonight. So shout out to Reggie. Uh, really, really good guy, especially on the veterans minimum. I think a lot of that gets overlooked for the contract that he's on. The Clippers have hit on those contracts, those vet minimums with Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson. Those guys have both exceeded expectations uh, to a really, really high standard. Those guys have been great to start the season. Obviously, Nicholas Batum has come down to earth a little bit, uh, but he did find a shot tonight, which was really, really awesome. He had, like, I think three threes um, in this game, so he was really, really good throughout the entire game. A little, He kind of struggled defensively. Uh, in the first half, a little bit, in my opinion. He was kind of getting beat off the dribble by a lot of these guys. But this Spurs team is young. They're shifty. They're fast. Really, really fast dudes. Um, so it's kind of understandable. But as you guys know, I, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, I am the leader of the Luke Kennard fan club. And I jumped out of my seat when I saw him checking into the first quarter. I thought maybe he should have started. I think Luke Kennard would look really, really good with the starters. That's just my opinion. I think a lot of guys, on tw- a lot of people on Twitter have the same opinion. Start him in place of Reggie, and I think you would see really, really good results. Um, I think Luke Kennard's going to be the guy that fills Lou's role um, after next season. As long as Luke's not traded, I would hate to see Luke get traded, but I really don't think it's happening. With his contract, it's really, really hard to work out the money uh, to train him, so I'm not really too worried about Luke being traded, to, my, uh, to be quite honest with you. But Luke Kennard got something about halfway through the first. Uh, he was the second sub after Nick Batum. So that was really, really cool. Um, and then Terrence Mann checked in as well. All of those guys checked in before Lou Williams. So that was really, really cool to see uh, Ty Lue going with those guys that carried them to that last victory against the Hawks, which was my favorite win of the season. I'm sure a lot of Clippers fans thought that was their favorite win of the season as well. That game was inspiring, uh, plain and simple, inspired ball all around. But uh, we're not going to get into that, obviously. This is not the Hawks game. Um, but nonetheless, the Clippers scored 41 ho- uh, points in the first quarter, which is a season high for them. Uh, I did not know that until I saw that on Twitter, I believe. So shout out to whoever tweeted that. I can't even remember, to be honest. But Luke had a pretty rough first shift. And right when I saw Lucas subbed out at the beginning of the second, um, I was almost positive he wasn't going to go back in until garbage time, if there was garbage time. And thankfully there was, and a good way for the Clippers. Uh, Clippers were blowing them out, obviously. But Luke and I had a really bad first shift. He missed the shot really bad. I don't know if it was tipped, but it was from the left corner in front of the Clippers bench. I'm not sure if he missed it really bad or if it got tipped, but it, it was not pretty. And he also had a really bad turnover. Uh, just passing the ball, a live ball turnover that ended up in a layup for the Spurs, which was really, really bad. It wasn't, it was not pretty. Um, so yeah, Luke got subbed out at the beginning of the second. Um, and we didn't see him until halfway through the fourth, aka garbage time. So that sucked. Uh, as a Luke Kennard stand, I was really, really sad, but I understood it. I really understood it. Uh, cause Lou, once Lou came in, he played really, really well. Uh, surpassed 15,000 points. I'll get more into that later, but that was really, really cool to see. Um, another thing, uh, tonight that I really liked, and I actually just saw this in Ty Lue's presser right before I hit the record button, is Ty Lue really liked the pace of the game, and I had that in my notes. I was really, really impressed with the pace tonight. Um, the Clippers were pushing the ball in transition after every stop, and they were getting layups. They really were. Um, another per- uh, thing that I noticed is Terrence, man, his rebounding is legit. It's been legit. 
that's his, that's probably his best skill in the NBA, to be quite honest with you. And I think other people would say defense, but I think his defense is a bit overrated, to be honest with you. Sometimes he has it, sometimes he doesn't. He'll have a couple of really nice stops or blocks every now and then, but more often than not, he's he's an above-average defender, but he's nothing too crazy, in my opinion. But every time Terrence Mann gets a rebound, he's pushing the rock up the floor every time. And he's trying to look the best play. He makes, he's pretty good with the ball in transition. He's super athletic. So he can get to the rim and transition whenever he wants. He can blow by anyone, obviously. Um, he has a couple of plays where he'll take the ball. He'll grab the ball. He'll grab the rebound, go coast to coast, and he'll take it up like one on three. And sometimes, sometimes he'll make it. He really, really will. But, uh, more often than not, you don't really like to see that. But he's a great finisher as well. Uh, I'd like to add that. He's a really, really good finisher. Uh, he's just good in transition in general. Uh, he usually makes the right play. But he's more often than not, he's making the right play in transition. So that's really, really cool to see. He's very athletic, like I said. Um, and can can someone tell Kawhi to just stop killing the Spurs every time he plays them? My goodness. He comes out. He's a different man with different legs. He has like a fresh pair of legs every time he plays the Spurs. It's crazy to see. You can like expect Kawhi to get 28 to 30 points every single time he plays the Spurs. That's how much he hates the goddamn Spurs, bro. He is crazy good against the Spurs. He had like four or five dunks tonight, I think. He's just been so crazy. His health is off the charts. He is so healthy. He's playing back-to-backs again, and he's looking like way bouncier than he ever has especially last season last season wasn't playing back-to-box obviously it wasn't dunking very much but this season he's playing back-to-backs and he's looking bouncier than ever crazy 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 good stuff for Kawhi and if I would have known that he was gonna play back-to-backs I would have picked him as my MVP Paul George was my MVP this season um but obviously that's not gonna happen at this point of the season but uh nonetheless Kawhi has been crazy crazy good um so uh to add on about Terrence Mann that layup he had in the second quarter oh my gosh that layup that reverse lay was insane he like took off from the far left side of the paint and he just went up and under he hung in the air for so long and i think a lot of the what the clippers are missing are is an athletic guy that can just an athletic guy in general i mean paul george is very athletic we know that but terrence man is one of those guys that He's just athletic. He can finish. He can do all that athletic stuff. He's crazy. He's a crazy good athlete. But another great thing to see, I mentioned it earlier, was Nick Batum. Uh, he was finding his range tonight, which is really, really cool. He had about two threes in the first half, and I believe he had another one in the second half. Um, obviously, he's been struggling recently to hit the three ball. But, um, I mean, he was having an out-of-body experience at the beginning of the season from deep. He was shooting some crazy numbers but he's finally coming back down to earth um been shooting he's been in a little bit of a slump recently but he has really really found his range tonight um so hopefully he can continue to be on the upper trend in that regard but the clippers ended the half very very well uh which isn't something you're used to seeing uh the energy on both ends of the floor was really really good pushing the ball all game uh especially at the end of the second there was a point where the Clippers had only scored about 12 points or something in the the quarter. It, the quarter was over halfway done. It was almost the end of the quarter, of uh, the half rather. And the Clippers were on a really good scoring run. They probably scored about 10, uh, 10 points, um, almost unanswered. Uh, to be honest, they were really really good uh, at the end of the second. Uh, they extended their lead, which is really really nice. 
Um, so the entirety of the game, the Clippers held it in about the 16 to 20 range. I don't think the Spurs ever got it within 16, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, the Clippers would go on a bit of a run. They would extend it to like 24, and then the Spurs would come back and hit a couple shots or whatever, do their thing. The, the, the Spurs, uh, I think they're like, I, I saw a stat. It was, uh, the Spurs are like 9 and 15 when trailing by... 15 points or something they have nine wins when trailing by 15 at some point in the game i believe so that was one of the highest wins win totals in the league so that pretty much means that you have to play a full 48 versus the spurs team um which the clippers did and which is why they won by so many points uh so that was really cool um but the fourth quarter they just blew the doors off of them um garbage time uh assembled about halfway through the quarter luke Kennard came in hit some shots uh, you know, Amir Coffey, Daniel Arturo, Patrick Patterson, those guys came in. They did their thing. Um, they're really there. Those guys are good in garbage time. I can't lie. I like watching those guys to some, uh, to some degree. Um, but the story of the game with Paul George, he somewhat struggled to shoot the three. He really struggled to shoot the three tonight. But, um, at the start of the fourth, he was, he was everywhere. He was really, really good. Obviously, wasn't shooting the three. He was 0 for 6 from deep tonight. But, he had a few shots in the mid range. He created. He had a nice little turnaround shot in the left corner, uh, which is really really nice to see. Before, right before he came out, um, but his aggressiveness in the fourth was really something to see because, yeah, obviously you know sometimes he'll become timid or whatever. He'll just shy away. He'll stand in the corner or whatever. But th- he asserted himself tonight. He was shooting the ball, even though he was struggling. He was eight at eighteen from the field, which isn't terrible. It's not terrible by any means. But that zero of six from deep is what really stands out. But I mean, he's. He was having. He was also having an out of body experience shooting the three at the beginning of the season. He was shooting like forty seven percent on eight attempts a game. Paul George should be ramping up those three ball attempts, by the way. But he was. He's been crazy at shooting the three ball this season. So I mean, he's gonna have a little bit of a slump. Um, one of, tonight was one of those nights. He was really, really off from the three ball. He actually had an air ball as well. I think that might have been his last attempt from three. To be quite honest with you. But uh, he was knocking down a few like mid-range shots uh, in the beginning of the fourth. He was very active defensively, getting some uh, deflections and stuff. It was really, really nice. Uh, he was asserting himself. He was everywhere. He was doing the little things. And if you're struggling to find your shot, doing the little things is the least of what they can ask you to do. So really, really good game. Um, pretty good game from Paul George. Um, uh, I was totally fine with it. I didn't think he was bad. He just didn't shoot the ball well, bottom line. Um, so... Gonna get a little bit of emotional for a second. That's pretty much it on the recap. Uh, the the Clippers move on uh, to 28-16, I believe. Um, that's uh, three in a row, four of their last five. Really, really good game from them. Um, so I want to give a quick shout-out to Lou Williams, Sweet Lou, the underground goat, whatever you want to call him, all those nicknames. He hit 15,000 career points tonight, and the significance of that is this could have possibly been his final game as a Clipper, and then that would be his final game of his career, unless a team can convince him to uh, sign with them on a contender. Um, Lou has a big possibility of being traded at any point in time now. Um, I'm actually looking at my phone every few seconds to see if there's any trade news, looking for any Twitter notifications. I am so goddamn scared right now of the trade of any trade coming out at any point in time but big shout out to sweet lou everything he's done for this team he was a big part of changing the culture him lou pat and trez were the three main guys that changed the culture of this clippers team moving forward i i will forever be grateful for all three of them even though obviously you know the clipper fans hate trez 
but I I don't hate Trez at all. I I still have so much love for Trez. Um, but Lou, man, Lou, Lou is just something else, man. He, I'm so glad I was able to watch his best years of his NBA career. And it's crazy in his final year, his final years were his best years. Three times six man of the year. He's just, he, he's crazy, man. He, all those fourth quarter buzzer beaters, the, <laughs> the, every so often him throwing the ball down in the hoop him dunking, doing all of his things, man, the, the off-court stuff, he's his his chill demeanor. He's just—I will never forget Lou, man. He's one of my favorite Clippers ever. Uh, big shout out to Sweet Lou for hitting fifteen thousand career points. Uh, really, really awesome career from the Underground Goat. Um, the greatest to ever come off the bench, to be honest. One of the greatest to ever come off the bench. He's—I I could go on and on about Lou, but I mean, I only have so much time on this pod, so. Another note to add on, uh, Kawhi had five steals in this game for the 25th time in his career. So that's pretty, that's crazy. 25 times in his career, he's had five or more steals. That is not easy to do. Um, and an important stretch coming up for the Clippers, uh, as they are now, I believe, tied for the two seed in the win column, I believe. I think Phoenix had some games postponed, so that's why they might still be ahead, um, in the two seed. But the Clippers are right there. I mean, Obviously, Lakers are two best players are injured, so I mean that's obviously awful. I, as a Clipper fan or any fan in general, you never want to see anyone hurt. I don't care who you are. If you wish injuries upon people, you're just a shitty person. It's just that simple. But important stretch for the Clippers coming up. Uh, I'm gonna read off these next seven games to you guys. Uh, we have a really nice home stand um, coming up, and they're all against playoff teams. So uh, I'm gonna read off these uh, games to you guys. So. Tomorrow, obviously, we have the Spurs again uh, in San Antonio. Then we go back home. We play Doc Rivers in the 76ers. We play Giannis in the Bucks. The Orlando Magic, which is a game that you should win. But in the midst of all this chaos of the schedule, you never know what might happen. Um, then we play the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Blazers, and the Suns all at home, except for that Spurs game that I first named off. So the really, really important stretch for the Clippers coming up really, really can solidify uh, their dominance and really, really put their uh, their mark on the league. Um, the Clippers are hitting a stride right now, uh, in my opinion, and it's funny because it's right before the trade deadline where the team could be shuffled and mixed up. We'll see what happens, but bottom line is the Clippers are coming. The Clippers are coming. They're 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 on their way. They're uh, they're hitting their stride um, at the right moment too. Uh, obviously, we just need to get healthy. Uh, Pat Bev, uh, rest up, my man. Uh, get healthy. My man, Serge, hope that back's doing all right, bro. Um, you never want to see back injuries. Back injuries, knee injuries, those things are the worst. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for this pod. Um, about 20, 18, 19 minutes. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try to keep it somewhat short for you guys. Uh, kind of skip all the BS uh, most of the time, but... I really do appreciate you guys for listening to the pod. Um, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore on Twitter. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, give me some feedback. And we are going to be on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. I recently um, submitted a submission. So they're kind of reviewing the podcast right now. And then I will let you guys know on Twitter when um, I will be on Apple Podcasts. So uh, I'll make sure to have that ready for you guys. I know a lot of you guys are on Spotify, but a majority of you guys, I'm pretty sure, on Apple Podcasts. So I'll make sure to have that ready for you guys. And once again, thank you guys so much for all the love and support. Go Clippers, as always. You guys know the fucking vibes. Um, and yeah, I will be seeing you guys tomorrow for the trade deadline recap. And then um, after that, we will be doing another recap with the Spurs. Second night of a back-to-back. 
So yeah, it's been your boy Trey, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.